0: hi everyone uh, welcome to eli the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship and today we have with us uh, mr santos mahalingam who is the co-founder of micrographio uh, which enables uh, local economies to thrive by creating employment opportunities uh, hi santos welcome to eli
1: good evening thank you president i'm glad to be here and thank you for this opportunity
0: a uh, very good evening, Santosh. Uh, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please.
1: Sure. Thank you. So my name is Santosh Mahalingam. I've been in the banking industry for the last 27 years. Uh, I had a good career with multiple banks uh, in multiple geographies in the last few years. And uh, since last 18 months, I founded Mikro uh, It has been an exciting journey along with my co-founders and team to create something different. Uh, which has a significant impact on the lives of people in tier to 3 towns. And uh, in the in the in the in, in the journey of the last 18 months, we've been able to help clients to set up their offices in 35 centers across 21 cities in India, and all of them in the small towns. Thus, generating employment for more than 1,000 people across the country so far. So that's a brief introduction about myself. Uh, graphio prevention actually in Greek means small office. You know, micro is a small graphio's office. So we literally are into the business of creating small offices across the country in rural towns, uh, where we can help companies to come and set up their IT and other operations offices there, and give you know uh, local uh, folks uh, employment there itself, thereby eliminating the need to for them to migrate back to the metros. That's what we're doing for
0: got you Uh, tell us a little bit about how how it all started what was the hypothesis and I I can see uh, because uh, after pandemic lot of people who are working in IT sector they are working from home and uh, that that means home can be anywhere be it a rural place and actually a lot of uh, Indian people uh, Indian IT employees they belong to rural places they are uh, not traveling back to metros and they're working from home, from a very remote rural place. Uh, So uh, tell us how how it all began, what was the hypothesis and how it started.
1: So So, as you said, one of the triggers for this was the pandemic. And uh, I was working in a a large bank, I was heading their uh, back office uh, capability center in India, uh, employing a large number of employees. And uh, when I reflect back on that time, Uh, almost the entire set of employees working out of 120 cities in India during the pandemic. And that triggered a thought in us saying, uh, you know, distributed workforce model is something which is feasible, possible, and doesn't impact the productivity of people. Mm -hmm. It broke the myth that uh, we have to be in a central location in a big city for us to be able to work and, you know, collaborate together. And while it continued for a couple of years, we also had the thought that work from home probably is not the most productive way, not just from a collaboration and employee well-being point of view, but also from a data security point of view. So we converged, the founders converged on the entire model of uh, working closer to home as we call it. So we call it work from hometown rather than work from home. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also realized that the scale at which we want to operate this in small towns is not as big as what it could be in the metros or cities. And uh, we, we, we coined the entire concept of uh, distributed workspace model, uh, wherein we create smaller offices, what we call satellite offices in small towns and encourage companies to uh, have the employees work from those offices in the hometowns itself, then asking uh, the employees to come back to the various Taiwan cities or metros. Mm-hmm. By doing that, there are a <clears throat> couple of advantages which emerge. One of course is the cost angle. We know that the cost of infrastructure and resources are far more cheaper in the smaller towns. Number two is uh, an angle of talent, attraction, and retention. Uh, Many of us in our life came from a, a, a small town and migrated to a larger city in search of employment. And I always reflect on my background as to if I had a good job, what I dreamt of in my hometown, I would have loved to be there along with my friends and family. There's an emotional and social impact in what we do here. So our objective was to retain talent in the hometowns, uh, bring jobs to them towards closer to their home so they can be employed and be with their family and friends out there. And also, you know, in that way, improve the quality of life. And uh, by generating more employment, it also means that the local economy is going to be in a far more better situation, more income coming there and more spending out there. So we we call ourselves as a kind of a social startup. Uh, with the aim of generating employment opportunities in small towns but at the same time uh, we want to be profitable uh, you know we're not an NGO clearly we to be profitable at the same time and uh, the whole hypothesis is such that uh, we, we work on a project model so we work with our clients to identify the right location uh, based on the skill sets required uh, we identify the work space and build it out for them uh, we help them to recruit the workforce and train them. And it's a kind of a build and transfer model. So we build the entire thing for them and transfer it to our client for them to operate. And post that, because it's a small town and there is no scale for them to deploy some of the support services, we also help them with the HR services, facility services, etc., so that they can focus on their core business So that's what we are fundamentally in for. And in the last uh, you know year and couple of months since we went to the market, uh, we are happy to say that we have supported more than 50 clients to set up their back office operations and, and IT centers, uh, COEs in more than uh, 21 cities across 35 centers so far. And we do have a good pipeline, uh, which is very promising for the next few months as well.
0: Gotcha. Uh, when when you shortlist uh, different places to set up an office, what are the different criteria that you evaluate based is it the population or is it, uh, you know, proximity to talent? I mean, uh, what are the different factors that you consider? Um, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: <clears throat> so the first one foremost is talent, availability. Okay. So because any, any, any client or company looks at talent, availability, and retention as a key point. So, for example, there's a tech company who wants to set up their uh, center of excellence in Oracle or center of excellence in, you know, cloud support. Uh, we look at what are the kind of engineering talent available in those towns, in the surrounding sectors. And we also look at a urban and spoke model, how we can develop the surrounding towns, we can do more centers out there. Uh, we also look at availability of lateral talent who are there. Some experienced folks are been working with other companies to support it. So that's a primary criterion. What we also look at is: is there a reasonable social infrastructure? So if somebody wants to move from, say, for example, a city like Chennai uh, to uh, Salem, for example, we look at whether there's a reasonable infrastructure in that sense to come in there. But the good part is with a lot of development in the last few years, that has not been wanting at least. So to a large extent, it is talent availability and the cost of operations what drives us to those towns. And we have seen very encouraging, uh, you know, results with our research in terms of many other towns. We, it was unbelievable. We have found there are small towns which I have not heard in my life, probably having thirty-five engineering colleges surrounding them. And okay. that's a talent who normally migrate back to cities to in search of work. So mm. that was all realization for us also when we started the
0: Tell us uh, some names of the cities where you found there is a great so, uh, possibility.
1: So we operate primarily in south of India as of now. We have not yet expanded to north or the west or the east. So we have our centers operating as deep as a city called Tirunelveli in south. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have our centers in Trichy, Salem. We are opening up in Madurai. We have in Coimbatore. We have in Mysore. Uh, We are opening up in Hooghly and Mangalore. Uh, in Kerala, we have in Trivandrum, Kochi, and Kalikad, and obviously, we have some offices in um, you know, uh, Bangalore and Chennai as well. Uh, in the near future, we are looking at Vishak Patnam as well as Vijayawada to move ahead, and maybe in Maharashtra, look as well. So, those are the kind of towns we want to go ahead in the next uh, one year.
0: Got gotcha. Uh, now, uh, would love to understand your entrepreneurial journey, uh, and uh. Tell us about, you know, uh, what motivated you to become entrepreneur or, or to switch from uh, from a career of banking to something that is, you know, setting up office spaces for other companies.
1: So, well, it was, as I said, the uh, after after spending 27 years in the banking industry, obviously, there's a big leap of faith which I took mm-hmm. uh, along with my other co-founders. So, my other co-founders are all, you know, well-established in their career. A couple of them were in the travel industry, working with reputed names in the Middle East. And the co-founder is from, the, from an HR background and he's based in the U.S. Uh, so we all were well-settled. and But there was something in us. We want to do something different. You know, you've done enough in your corporate career and want to do something. And uh, during the pandemic time, we were connecting and talking about multiple options of what we can do. And this opportunity stuck us in terms of, hey, this this is a niche area which we are looking for and which we really wanted to work towards too. And uh, clearly, you know, we all were having a common vision and all of us came from a similar background of migrating from a small town to a big city in search of jobs. So it resonated with us that we had to do that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I took the plunge in uh, 18 months back resigning my job and starting this. And, uh, you know, For us more than anything else while obviously as I said making profits etc are important there is this drive of a, a social impact which pushes us forward. The more jobs we try to bring into small towns and we feel that x number of college graduates are getting employed in their hometown you know it gives a sense of satisfaction. So I'll give you one example we were looking for a uh, few IT resources to be recruited in this town called Valley, uh, just mm-hmm. deep south. Mm-hmm. And uh, we try to reach the candidates. Now, the interesting part was people who are applying were all working with companies, which are based in Chennai. Okay. And those companies wanted them to come back to Chennai. And they don't want to leave Valley, which is the home town. So they had applied for the jobs which we posted because they want to be there along mm-hmm. with their parents and uh, you know, relatives and friends, et cetera. And uh, they're very happy with the kind of environment they have and the kind of salaries they get. So when you go to a town and start creating jobs and when people call from the saying, hey, I like to have a job here, especially women who find it difficult to migrate. okay, mm-hmm. That gives us a sense of satisfaction in terms of how we drive it. So while everything else, the the, the kind of work you do on building a startup, building the team putting up the process raising funds but the fact that so far uh, you know we have been we have been a catalyst to uh, create more than 1000 jobs in, in south indian small towns uh, leaves a lot of sense of satisfaction amongst us so that is the binding force which you know pushes us forward every day uh,
0: how how did you get your first client you know uh, what were the initial days how did you you know, uh, uh, set up the office, first office space. And, you know, how did you, uh, like you mentioned, the build and transfer model, how did you help them to hire the right talent uh, in that city? So,
1: first clients are always difficult. You know, all of us know that, right, to start off with. So, first six months was not easy in spite of uh, having all our connects in the industry. And unfortunately, this was the time when the second wave had handled, and the third wave of COVID had just begun. So there was a lot of uncertainty in the market as to whether from form will continue or should we bring them to office, etc. So the first six months was not easy. We spoke to a lot of clients. We evolved a model in that. Uh, we, we brought in the entire workforce support model, those conversations. And uh, obviously, the first couple of three, four clients we got through our know, connects. We built that beautifully. We wanted that to establish well. But post that, you know, we were able to expand in a far more phenomenal way in the next the last six months because we, we got the formula right. Uh, we got few success cases. Uh, uh, we also got to establish the uh, process around which how we need to go ahead doing this. So first couple of clients were in Kerala and Tamil Nadu. The first client we set up in Kochi, just for an Amsterdam based client. And the other client we had, we had set up in four uh, cities in uh, Tamil Nadu, which is Chengalpattu, Salem, Trichy, and uh, Madurai. So this was where we had, you know, Akwambatu, where we put up. But after that, we started looking at far more deeper, engaging, a lot more conversation with prospect clients. And post-April this year, when the market opened up after the third week of COVID, we saw some real traction coming in terms of the client interest, Coupled with the facts of, you know, uh, cost advantage of going towards small towns and uh, many startups uh, and many small scale companies are finding it difficult to compete in the market of Bangalore and Chennai to attract talent. And for them, this was a uh, very attractive solution, where said, we'll find you talent in the small towns and come over. They were quite happy to do that. So that's been a good growth story for us in the last six months.
0: Thank you. as an industry veteran uh, and uh as a, a, a founder in a, in a, a space of uh, office spaces uh, can i ask you this uh popular question the future of work how will the future uh, how, how will the work look like in next <laughs> five or ten years time is it going to be uh, all remote or like you mentioned the satellite offices or will people be back to the usual way of metro cities? And, you know, China is moving. Uh, China had did that transition where a bulk of people move to big cities and they are not coming back. So uh, what would you say about India for the you know, next five to ten years?
1: Well, I think there are too many theories on that front by many people. Uh, but I can give you my view on that, obviously, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 it it isn't the best estimate of what can come in. But in our view, and I'm saying a collective of how we take it, uh, a distributed work model is here to stay. I don't think the earlier concept that we need to have everyone work out of some of those metros and Taiwan cities need to prove correct in the long term. Uh, Pandemic changed that, as I said, the myth of that we need to be there, uh, number one. Number two, work from home has its own limitations, more from an an angle of an employee fatigue of being there. The thin lines between work and home is kind of blurred. and uh, Especially women, they take the double load of work and home in that sense. They all feel glad to go to some place to work, and that is not necessarily home, but that has been nearby. Mm. sense. The third one is, people spending more time on travel to work is a big impact. And I work, I I stay in Bangalore. Mm. And, you know, everybody knows that the Bangalore traffic is infamous uh, for whatever reasons. And I I struggle in terms of the travel time I take, really unproductive in that sense. So there's a need for people not wanting to spend so much time on travel. The fourth one is in the last few months there's been enough debates about moonlighting, you know, a lot of activities happening around people Mm doing jobs. But I feel today's youngsters the way they see it are quite different. Uh, They look at the value of work or what they contribute more important than a stability of a job. Mm -hmm. They would like to see uh, their Mm -hmm. own growth, not just from a expertise point of view but also the professional development more important than financial stability of a particular job in a reputed organization they like they like to take risks in that sense and in few years uh, i feel that you you will find a lot more youngsters uh, open to work for multiple companies or projects uh, where they can not only learn but contribute then get tied up to one organization per se in terms of their growth and contribution. So uh, that is likely to happen more in India. I've, I've already started seeing it. Uh, uh, what we call, the term, what we, what we all call this is an entrepreneur in residence. You know, He's an entrepreneur, but in residence of a company for a particular job, uh, but he's not an employee yeah. okay, in that sense. Okay, So uh, you, you'll find that a lot more happening and the kind of people who are involved heavily into Uh, entrepreneurship today, especially youngsters, and I attend many events, uh, is quite encouraging in terms of risk they take. It's it's Mm -hmm. really, compared to 20 years back, a far more encouraging sight in terms of what they're up to do. Mm -hmm. So, I think the next future, if you look at, if India is looking at a five trillion economy, the growth is no more going to come from the metros. It will come from small towns. And that's already quite evident from the number of startups being incubated there from almost unheard of cities, the kind of ideas of which are coming from the kind of you know, youngsters in those locations, and the risk taking ability of that particular crowd and taking diverse uh, you know initiatives for their own value creation. So right. that's a change I would think what is going to come up.
0: Yeah. Uh, even the government is uh, looking at the smaller cities and uh, that there is a scheme around one district, one product where uh, the small towners, they need not go anywhere. They develop the skill set, which is uh, um, popular uh, in their district or their uh, native place. Uh, Like it happened in China, where they developed cities for uh, semiconductors, for IT, for finance. Mm -hmm. They have a separate city for each of these things. So something similar uh, is also happening in India. Uh, Having said that, I... I have a uh, doubt around you know like you said uh they the big companies they are uh, searching for uh, smaller cities where there is a proximity around a particular type of talent like uh, let's say cloud developers a lot of cloud developers are available in coimbatore so coimbatore will become a small cloud development hub but again the talents uh, the future talents of Coimbatore, they'll probably uh, try to become more and more cloud-oriented or uh, they would prefer cloud computing or other skill sets. So will it be a you know challenge of the future uh, or, or how do you envision that thing happening? So,
1: I think there will be a level of specialization definitely which will happen in various towns and I can give Already see some examples like you quoted that few cities are encouraged for you know semiconductors, uh, few cities are being encouraged for cloud computing, a uh, few cities are being encouraged for drone technologies, etc. And you're right; many state governments have come up with various policies to encourage uh, small towns to be developed. And I and, and I, I live in Karnataka, and for sure I know the government of Karnataka has. Brought on the policy itself, called Beyond Bangalore, okay, which means taking work beyond Bangalore uh, to various clusters in the state and encouraging companies through financial incentives to move work there. And you know that itself was a very encouraging side coming in. I'm sure there are various other governments doing that, but uh, I don't think there'll be too much of specialization happening, even if you call it. For example. Uh, Bangalore has been called the Silicon Valley of India for quite many years, right? But doesn't mean other cities didn't pick up technology hubs. They all did no. it. No. Okay, Chennai has its own tech space, you know, tech industry. Uh, we have many other cities in India, which picked up uh, beyond Bangalore after the initial uh, 20, when I talk about initial few years, I'm talking about 20, 20 years back. Mm-hmm. So while it just happened, and invariably there are a few sectors where there'll be some focus, uh, you know, like Bangalore was tech, Uh, Chennai was more of a banking back-office hub, which which happened. Hyderabad was competing on technology development. Uh, Some of the voice-based work went to Noida and Gurgaon. Mumbai was more of a financial services hub. It it just naturally evolved and happened in that sense. But there was always opportunities. everywhere. In that way, you will see certain small towns like Coimbatore or Mysore, for example, which is being pitched as a semiconductor hub going to the cloud, uh, those will evolve. But that doesn't mean others don't have uh, a kind of you know, place in the whole scheme of things. Uh, it will always be a mix of talent coming in. While that particular town may be known for a kind of work which is prominent, uh, they'll start doing a lot more than that. Okay, that's my uh, my take on it. Gotcha.
0: Uh, what are the challenges of running a unique business model like yours? Uh, of course, you mentioned Covid was a big challenge, but uh, you know from a logistic point of view, uh, from a tactical point of view, what are the day-to-day challenges?
1: Well, like any other business which you run, we do encounter the same day-to-day challenges of uh, you know uh, meeting client demands, having, people issues, uh, controlling cost, uh, review top line, et cetera. But for us, the biggest challenge in our business SSA where I say bringing work towards small towns is our uh, continuing effort to convince some of the larger players Mm -hmm. in the industry today uh, to move work to small towns. Some companies historically have taken uh, very early steps in doing that, some of the IT companies in India. Uh, Years back, they spread their development into many, many towns. Many have not done that, uh, but we feel they can do more and they can be the torchbearers of this effort. But so far, I've not seen it. Uh, A lot of uh, what I call MSMEs, micro, small, and medium enterprises have taken a giant leap towards bringing work closer to hometowns. The larger companies in India, especially in the IT and ITS sector, I believe can do a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a wait and watch because they believe that currently they have the infrastructure and the people in metros. They're not in a hurry to do that. Uh, but but the challenge I see is uh, they may be pushed to do that at some point of time. Better take that step far before than getting pushed to do that. And uh, for us, we continue the conversations with them to convince them that this model is long-term and do it. And uh, we'll continue until we are able to convince them in the near future. Got you.
0: My final question for you. What would you say is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you? How would you define the term entrepreneur or who is an entrepreneur as per you?
1: Somebody who strives to do what he believes is right for a sense of fulfillment, uh, because that has to come within, right? It's easy to work, but I've seen the, both the worlds work for many years and I've started doing. And uh, you don't give in to the kind of risks and pressures what you have. Uh, and able to live a dream and fulfill that dream and takes probably a lot of effort, uh, persistence to get there. And uh, one has to continue to focus on that, uh, the vision of what you have, uh, persuade a lot of people, convince a lot of people and uh, lead the way in terms of uh, articulating the vision and so sort of taking all concrete steps to achieve the vision. That's the difference what I see in entertainment.
0: Well, ah, uh, thanks for your time, Santos, and it was a great pleasure to have you on our platform. Sure,
1: thank you very much. I really enjoyed the conversation, and uh, thank you, uh, E.L.I, for this opportunity for Micrographio.
0: and uh, hope to come connect, and be connected again. Thank you very much. Thank you, Santos.